Hello, this is Edward Verity, and I'd like to introduce Rob Malcolm, who's going to kick off the Verity & Co. podcast series, Business as a Force for Good. Rob's career took him from P&G to become head of marketing at Diageo, and since then he's taken on many hats, including lecturing at Wharton and supporting some impressive companies, including being on the board of Hershey's. Rob, it's a real pleasure to spend a few minutes with you today on this topic. Can you kick off by telling us a little bit about Hershey's and how Hershey's has put social impact at the heart of what it does? I don't think there's any company that I've come across that is more founded on, driven by, and tethered to in governance structure, doing good, than the Hershey Company. And I think it's actually an interesting prototype about understanding that. So I'll give you a little bit of background. Milton Hershey was a probably 25-year overnight success entrepreneur in the chocolate business. He was in a small town, which is now called Hershey, Pennsylvania, in western Pennsylvania, very rural farming community. And he was a serial entrepreneur. And the Hershey chocolate bar on which the Hershey success is founded was his 20th or 25th try at starting up a successful candy business. But many, 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 many years against it. But very early on, he had a higher purpose. He and his wife never had kids. I don't think they could have kids. And he recognized very early on, this was in the late 1800s, early 1900s, that actually there was a big human need in Western Pennsylvania, and that was to support orphan boys. So what happened to the orphan girls? Orphan girls back in that day and age, and again, this is a rural farming community, were taken in by other families willingly because they had a role to play in domestic help. But orphan boys, and you think about six to 14-year-old orphan boys, you take them in, they cause trouble, not value. <laughs> and so they ended up being pretty much abandoned and left alone and rejected. So his thought was, we need to solve for this societal problem, and I'm going to create the Hershey School okay, for orphan boys to bring them into a safe environment, to educate them, and importantly, teach them a craft that they can then apply from a very early age, let's say 14, 15, 16, to actually help care for themselves and create value and be productive members of society. So how has it developed? From that beginning of about 15 orphan boys in one class in the Hershey School and teaching trades and education, today you have a school that has over 2,000 students, is co-educational, is residential, is K through 12, plus full funding for four-year education for those who matriculate on to college. And all of this is provided for and managed by the Hershey Trust Company. And Milton Hershey set up the governance and ownership structure of the Hershey Confectionery Company to provide a enduring legacy forever in perpetuity support for this. So today, kids are no longer limited to orphans, but orphan, undervalued, single-parent, poor, broken families, et cetera, co-ed, as I say, 2,000 students. Every student, whether they go on to Harvard as an engineering student or stop and go to work in an auto body shop, uh, has to actually come out with a trade, a degree in a trade, whether that be computer management of car repair, nursing, EMT technology, capability, et cetera. Every single one has to come out with a uh, trade. So who looks after these kids and how are they taken care of? The interesting piece beyond all of the education and support being provided, I mentioned this is residential. The vast majority of these kids come from broken households. They could be orphans, but broken households or dysfunctional households. So Hershey also houses them in Hershey bought and paid for houses with house parents who have their own families. So consider 
250 houses in and around Hershey, Pennsylvania that have a main central wing where everyone comes together. It's got a family wing where the family lives, and it's got the boarders wing with eight to 10 kids and a couple with their own kids look after and are the surrogate parents for those eight to 10 boarders that are going to the Hershey School. And so philosophy here is not just training for life, but actually providing a supportive environment, which most of these kids don't have. The reason I started this answer to your question here is I've seen the power of what this has done for in the seven years I've been on the board, hundreds of kids. I've had the chance to go see the school in action. Typically, what do the kids go on to do in life? We routinely have graduates come back. Some of our graduates, one of them played in the Super Bowl. A number of them go on to college and do great things. Some of them end up coming back and being on the trust board. So how does Hershey, the company, actually work with the trust? The company is set up so that we are a publicly traded company. We have two classes of voting stock, an A and a B, and the Hershey Trust has the B stock. And so while it only represents about 18% of the value of the stock, they have 10 to 1 voting rights over class A, so they control 80% of the voting shares. Okay, so it controls basically the company. So how does that work? When it works well, it's a wonderful thing. When the trust and the confectionery board get across purposes, it's very not so wonderful. I've lived through one period of not so wonderful where warring factions within the trust board spilled over to the confectionery board. It was very, very dysfunctional the company. But when it works well and you have an alignment of values and interests, which is probably 80% or 90% of the time, what you are is a publicly traded company with private company benevolent values. How does this impact Hershey's from a cultural perspective? I see how it pervades the culture of the company and the CEO and the people who work in the company in terms of how they just approach ethics, but more importantly, how they create value in the broader community and in public service and in supporting institutions. It's a phenomenal thing to see. So not only is it high integrity, but it also believes is doing good by being good. And what I see is a very energized workforce, a very proud workforce, a very community-engaged workforce. Now, Hershey has gone on. You know, if you look at it, it has its own town, Hershey, PA. We have our board meetings at the confluence of Chocolate Avenue and Hershey Boulevard. <laughs> there's the Hershey Arena. There's the Hershey Museum. There's the Hershey Experience. There's the Hershey Convention Center. It is the classic. And there used to be some of those, you know, in England, old Cadbury families and the rest. It is the old company town. Thank you so much, Rob, for the time you've taken today to tell us a little bit about how Hershey's over the decades has been a business which has put social good at the center of what it does. And we look forward to talking to you in the next few weeks about legacy and purpose. Thanks again, Rob.